This is Many Lamps in the Room, a podcast by and for New City Church in Vienna, Virginia. This week, Britt joins in with Bora to continue our conversation about Sanctity of Life, an organization of local crisis pregnancy centers that our church supports. Before we get to that, however, we always like to start our podcast with a brief discussion about the catechism question from this Sunday's liturgy. This week, we have question 13 from the Heidelberg Catechism. Can we make this payment ourselves? The answer, certainly not. Actually, we increase our debt every day. So we're still reflecting on the doctrine of sin. And this week seems to hit the point that we are not only marked by a sinful nature, but that our thoughts and actions are thoroughly polluted by sin. Every day we fall short of God's perfect standards. Every hour, our debt tallies higher and higher. And the thing about humans are that we have trouble with really big numbers, with scale that stretches beyond our mundane imagination. We are constantly in danger of becoming like the servant in Jesus' parable who has his debt erased, but then turns around and gets worked up over the petty loan to his fellow man. Christ's grace is ongoing and ever needed. And our freedom and confidence in Christ needs to be in the context of our profound humility in our constant need for him. When they walk through the doors, they usually have something, some sort of need they need met immediately. There was a mom last week that we had the threat of her electricity being turned off. And they were able to meet that need, whether it's food, diapers. Britt, when did you first hear about SLM, Sanctity of Life? And at what point did you sort of find yourself being more involved? Yeah, I heard about SLM probably around the time we started attending New City, which was in 2016, just through announcements and things going on, different fundraising or the involvement the church had. And then when we had moved here and we started our adoption journey, God just opened my family's hearts in ways that had not been apparent to us before. He did a work in softening our hearts in those ways. And so not actually until I moved to Tennessee, did he really start planting a seed to get involved in some way with women that just needed a little encouragement or help or care in some way. And Bora mentioned that they actually needed someone to step up and help out with the partnership with SLM. So yeah, it was just a door that was open and a seed that was planted and the time was right. There's usually one or two members of our mercy ministry that kind of serve as the liaison for each of our different partner organizations. And so that's why Britt's out here with us. She is our SLM liaison for New City. Their staff's incredible. They are just very kind. You walk in the door, you feel like you've known them for years. They're very warm. When you walk in, you just, you can see and feel that they care about the soul of every member that walks through that door. And in their philosophy, it's to spread the gospel of Jesus and affirm life in the womb. And that's very tangible when you're in their centers. I wanted to share a little bit just of their day-to-day. 
what happens. Mm -hmm. But essentially, they take three approaches when a woman with an unplanned pregnancy walks through the door. They're essentially met and they go straight to the clinic. So they start with the science-based side of it to say that there is a child in there. And they do that through the, the medical side of things. So they have trained personnel, nurses that, that are all trained with ultrasounds, education in abortive procedures, that they can give them the knowledge of, of it, as well as provide STD testing and treatment. And so they, they are able to give them that science-based side of things, that there is a child that has a soul that is created in God's image in your womb. And they can show it to them. They can see it on a screen. And then they do the faith-based side of it, where they have patient advocates come alongside these women. And essentially, they build relationships of trust, encouragement, support, so they can come alongside them and just hope and hope and pray that they choose life. And then there's the material side of it as well, where when they walk through the doors, they usually have something some sort of need they need met immediately. There was a mom last week that we had the threat of her electricity being turned off and they were able to meet that need, whether it's food, um, diapers. So those are the three ways when someone walks through their doors that they can help them and just come alongside them and, and pray they choose life. So there are many ways New City is able to be involved one of them is SLM has a critical care fund, which is an emergency fund, essentially. So we are able to give each year towards that to help in, in ways that pop up that are unexpected. Maria, one of their workers, contacted me last week, and there's a mom who ended up choosing life for her child but has a, now has a four-month-old baby who is diagnosed with leukemia. He chose life for the baby, even knowing that. And the child has been at Children's Hospital for the past month. And the mom was only eating one meal per day because of the cost of food. And so in the emergency fund, the critical care fund, they were able to give her a large DoorDash gift card just to get her food while her child is receiving care at the hospital. So the critical care fund is one. We at New City do a Mother's Day drive each year, so that will be coming up. But we check in with SLM and see where their needs are, whether it's diapers, gift cards to Target, whether we do a baby shower for a specific mother. We want to get creative and look for ways to get the church involved. And so maybe even a pop-up boutique for a specific mother this coming Mother's Day. But that would be a way to also be involved. And then we check in a couple times a year to see if they need to replenish something called a blessing bag. What that is, is every mom that comes into SLM the first time will receive a blessing bag. And it's just little things like chapstick or nail file or um, ginger nausea chews that they can take home and essentially just says, we care about you. And we, we hope you come back. So we're able to put those together and send them off to them. And then the last one, that there are so many ways. We even send Bibles, Pastor Paul's books. But one of the ways they also help is through Earn While You Learn program. 
that is where every new mom comes in and they get a box of diapers and wipes on their first visit. But then they can earn baby bucks to attend classes to get knowledge. And when they use those baby bucks that they get from classes, they can get diapers, wipes, diaper bags, things like that. So it's been great that we can just check in through the year and they let us know where their needs are. Um, so being involved, absolutely. There are so many ways. Um, I know the Walk for Life we did. We were able to participate in our first one in September. There's another one mm. coming up in September. So that's a great one to be able to take your kids out to and be some moms with their children that they, in fact, chose life and they are there. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. If you imagine the scenario, the story of, of the women who are coming into SLM, you know, they're they're going through crisis pregnancies, meaning they're unplanned. Things are, it's not hunky-dory. Life isn't grand right now. And oftentimes yeah. there is absolutely no support for this pregnancy. And so even when they can leave with something like just a little kit, you know, that says, hey, we actually care about you, you know, and, mm -hmm. and we celebrate this life and this pregnancy. I think that's so I don't know. It's just I wanted to kind of attach that story to something that can seem so little like here's some chapstick. But I think if you think about the heart, you know, of a woman in that situation, that little bit could mm -hmm. just be so meaningful, you know, just a little testament mm -hmm. of, yeah, like God actually does care, you know, like and through these really small, tangible ways. The Critical Care Fund is something new that SLM has started this past year. And I, our, our Mercy team thinks it's such a great a neat idea that the thinking is most women, I think, do want to mother their children, but they are in situations where that it feels almost impossible to do so. How? How do you do that? How do you overcome the realities of the finances, the care? What if you're a student? How do you do that? How do you finish school, you know, while caring for? I mean, if we think about us, you know, when we had kids, when we've been established, we have stable incomes we, and we're still struggling, <laughs> you know, it's still difficult, mm -hmm. but you take <laughs> away all of those resources and you think about doing it alone that, I, I mean, I completely understand that feels impossible. And so the critical care fund is just something that SLM can offer its clients when they come in to say, hey, what is the biggest obstacle right now to you being able to choose life for this child? And sometimes it is like, I don't have like a home to be. I don't have a place to stay right now. Like I can't think about another life when I can barely take care of my own life. And so it's just a way to help address kind of an immediate barrier so that they might even have room and space to think more thoughtfully about the future, you know, a future decision, you know, saying maybe not make that decision to end life now, but how about we, sure. can we buy some time, you know, can we buy just a few days, a few weeks? Um, and to give a mother a chance to truly choose what they think is best, right? And to be supportive along the whole way. This past year as well, with um, their new director that started about a year and a half or so, they started a new program where a client will come in. And once they establish care, they're followed for, I believe, nine, like if it up 15 10 months. 15 months, that's right. Through So that's through the whole pregnancy and then for a few months after to really make mm. sure that SLM can be, again, for the thriving and flourishing of both child and mom through all of it, from the womb to outside the womb, and to make sure that they are cared for 
And one of their big goals during that 15-month follow-up is that these women would be able to find a local church that might want to, you know, work with them and sponsor them and provide wraparound care. And that's going to mention this a little bit later in the program if there was time, but that is actually something that we have been really praying at, at the, you know, at Put Their Mercy Ministry team for an opportunity to step into as a whole church in the years to come. For many of you yeah. know, we have a family advocacy ministry that is based on this idea of a care community. It's a simple idea that there is a, an individual or family in need, and we form a wraparound care community around that person. It's to help them. It's a temporary need, you know, for a specific time, just an acknowledgement that there is an extraordinary situation that provides more than your normal level of care. And we, I, I love the idea of care communities. We've done that, you know, used it with um, our foster families here in New City and, and our adoptive families. And we hope to use that model outward um, with our par other partner organizations. One of the really like tangible and neat ways that I see us utilizing that is through possibly doing wraparound care with a client from SLM. You know, a mom that says, mm -hmm. I, I want to choose life for this child, but I am alone. I need support. I need help. And maybe our church could, you know, form a care community around this family and really walk with them. Um, so that's something super exciting that um, we continue to pray about and hope for an opportunity to step into in the future. I'm so, so thrilled when Britt said that she would come on to Mercy Ministry and be our SLM liaison. And she had this incredible idea to do like a silent auction as another way to fundraise, but also in a way that kind of brings our church together, you know, gets our mm -hmm. family groups involved, get our family groups interacting with each other, kind of utilizing the gifts and resources that we have within our church. And I just thought the idea was so wonderful. Um, we get to do something outward for our local um, Mercy Ministry partner while doing something that kind of binds us together tighter as a community too. I have to give the credit to my husband. It was actually his idea for the silent hockey. Was it really? <laughs> my strategic husband thought of it. We've really been talking about how we can have synergistic events within yeah. our ministries, especially as our church grows. How can we partner and sort of have synergistic, you know, events? And I, this just seems so perfect. Like we're doing yeah. something with Mercy. We're getting family groups involved. We're getting opportunities where one family group can serve like another family group. And people who maybe not, might not cross paths in our growing church will have an opportunity to do so by purchasing different um, experiences and items. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think this will be eye-opening for a lot of people. I mean, when you hear about this debate in public opinion, it's often framed in terms of like whether you're anti-baby or anti-women and it's you know it's clear from the way that you've talked about sanctity of life and how they approach their ministry that they actually really really care about the women right. that come through their doors and actually know them really really well and know their circumstances know the difficulties that they face know the challenges that that they're facing and, and how hard of a decision this is for them. And instead of just telling them, listen, if you make this decision the wrong way, you're a bad person. It's really much more about like having compassion for who they are as, as people and helping them 
make a moral choice that they themselves can celebrate and live with and will feel like they will have backup behind them, that they have people who care for them and love for them behind them as they move forward in their lives. Yeah, the language of pro-choice, it, it, I'm like scared to even say that because I feel like it's such a charged word, but I think SLM's perspective is that they want to make sure and empower their clients to know all the choices that they have available and that if they want to choose mm. life, that they feel like they can actually do that. Because I think most mm -hmm. people, most women who choose abortion feel like they have no other choice than to do that because they don't have resources and support to do otherwise. And I think SLM's heart is to say, no, you do. And whatever obstacles you have that make you feel like you have no choice, we want to help you with that. Um, and empower you to make the choice that you want. Uh, I think just echoing what you you all have been saying is you're either focusing solely on the child or you're focusing solely on the woman and at the expense of the other. So if you you know if you're pro life, you say this child matters, but what you might be implying is that the woman's life doesn't, and you don't care what happens to her, whether she suffers or whatever she struggles through. And same goes with the other side. If you're focusing so much on the woman and what she is losing out on by having a child, then you, you know, you're de-emphasizing the importance and the, again, like the sanctity of life that is within her. And so as this organization approaches the topic, it's, it's not so simple. And I, I like that they're viewing it very holistically and understanding that yes, the, this child has absolute value as an Im image bearer, but that doesn't mean the mother doesn't. And she is going through a unique situation and struggle and needs the support to be able to do her job as, as a mother. And so I think it's, it's a great thing that they're able to, to function and work the way that they do and that their ministry philosophy is. I guess, much more complex and not simplified. You mentioned a softening of your heart mm. around the, this issue. And you're a busy mom. You have two kids of your own. And I know that you have a ton of appointments that you're always running around to. And it's, it's a lot to step forward in, in this role and to take on being a liaison to this organization. Could you talk a little bit about like that process and how you came to have your heart softened about this and, and really feel like you want to be a part of, of the mercy ministry in this way? I think it, it's all connected with my testimony. Um, I grew up thinking I was a believer and I wasn't and came to New City. And, you know, Pastor Paul's third point says, are you a believer? Really? And it just made me for a year really question that. And it was a year of turmoil on my heart because I realized, no, no, I'm not a believer. And there just came a day, a day where I just cried out to God. And that was the day everything changed for me. And it was a big change in my heart. I grew up close with close stories of adoption that were hard stories of adoption. And I had closed mm. my heart to that. And I think in that way, just also, yeah, any, any avenue with children, really. And then I had my own fertility struggles and God just used all of that. 
in really redeeming ways. We started the adoption path and there were some hurdles in it in the gyms. We were able to chat with them and they were able to soften our hearts and areas as well. And then we brought home our little bear and he has been really instrumental in that as well. It was humbling, being my ugliness, softening in ways that I never would have seen otherwise. Yeah, and SLM was just a very natural transition for me in that way, but it was all in God's timing. It would not have happened five years ago. <laughs> That's really convicting to hear, even as you find yourself depending upon God more, he opens these doors for you and lets you experience more of his love and his care, not only for, for us, but for, but for the world and how we can participate with that. You know, Britt and I, you know, we represent two families that have received the blessing of life that was chosen by four women who were going through very difficult pregnancies. And the result of those four, you know, women choosing something difficult, but choosing life has resulted in, you know, my three sons and in Baron being able to, to join our families. And so this is something we, you know, we believe in wholeheartedly, but it's something for Britt and I that we experience and we feel the blessing of daily, you know, as mothers. Just another way to kind of think about the whole issue. It's complicated, you know, it's complicated, yeah. it's messy, but yeah. there's much, you know, hope and redemption through brokenness and difficulty. And I mean, for us, that's just the gospel, the beauty of the gospel. And so I hope that our partnership with SLM will challenge our church to really break out of maybe some of the stereotypical you know, ways that our society wants to polarize this conversation and that um, as a church, I mean, the bottom line is we just want to be for the thriving of life, for the thriving of human, a human life, uh, thriving of image bearers. And so, you know, we hope for more conversations, you know, to be had in our church and just a, a deeper, wider understanding of the complexity of the issues surrounding it. We pray our discussion was edifying to you and we'd love to hear any feedback. Mark's email is mark at newcityva.org. Stephen Price provided the music, and you can find more of it at almadogma.bandcamp.com. That's A-L-M-A-D-O-G-M-A dot bandcamp.com. We're recording on equipment generously donated by Sonny Kim, and you can find out more about our church at newcityva.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, watch those windows.